Well, good morning, Ogie. Good morning. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing fantastic. I'll do a quick intro and then we'll get to it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Actors Inspiration with Amber Wegner. And today, I'm so excited because I have my first guest, my very good friend. You've heard all about her, Ogie Durham. And Ogie has been a working actress for so many more years than me, and I aspire to have a career and an IMDb page that looks just a quarter of what hers looks like. Ogie's most recently been in 13 Reasons Why, Lucifer, Code Black, Modern Family, How I Met Your Mother, Ugly Betty, House, Gilmore Girls. I could continue, but IMDb makes me click down to see what else she's been in. So, Ogie, you have had an amazing career. We're going to talk about a lot of things, but let's get started about um, some of these projects you've worked with. You've also worked opposite Kevin Hart, which is super exciting. Is there a, a specific role or project that you've worked on so far that has stood out as memorable uh, as opposed to any of the others? You know what? I think all of them all of them have been so important and so influential and they've all built up to teach me and prepare me for the next role. Ironically, one of the biggest projects that I worked on that comes to mind right now that um, wasn't, it wasn't a big project. That's not what I mean, but it was, um, it was a commercial and it prepared me so well because the director kept throwing new lines at me mm. as we were going along and I was so excited to be able to just pick up the ball and go with it, you know, and to have had the preparation. You know, you and I always talk about preparation and, you know, practicing and, you know, even when we're not on set or we don't have an audition, still like, you know, going over our lines and like, you know, seeing how fast we can remember something. And, um, and I was so excited because on that particular shoot, I was thrown so much work um, and so many new lines that I was just grateful that I could do it and that they hired the right person, you know, because I was like, what if I couldn't do it? <laughs> yeah. And there's something to be said about that, because so often I find that I am so organic when I get to just kind of shoot off the hip, as we you know talked about earlier. And and just be organically me. Like they give you the material and yes, you know who your character is, but when you're able to bring a little bit more of you to it, it I just feel like it, it blows it open. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just, I mean, it was just fun. It was just fun to know that I could and I did. That's great. And, and also, you know, you mentioned commercials. That wasn't actually going to be one of the things that I asked you, but now that you bring it up, you know, that's one of the things that's the hidden secret and the hidden gem of acting. I think so many people want to go into film and television, which is fantastic. But the bread and butter, especially back in the day, now it's changing with not so many SAG commercials. But back in the day, that was an amazing bread and butter. And that's still today uh, the way that you sustain yourself, correct, between um, principal jobs in film and television? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love I, I love commercial work, you know, the way that they're done, it's like doing a, a mini episode or a mini movie. And, you know, today commercials have gotten so good and yeah. fun and funny. And, you know, I get to work with directors that not only are commercial directors, but they're also film and TV directors, you know, like there's not, 
I feel like we all branch out so much, especially since, you know, I mean, I only do union work, um, but there are some people who do non-union work and union work. Um, I have my opinions about that. (laughs) (laughs) We'll discuss that in a later episode. Yeah. And you bring up a great point because I was so surprised when I got to work with uh, Craig Gillespie, who, you know, directed I, Tanya, and he was directing all these Super Bowl commercials, like several years in a row. And it made me scratch my head. And I was like, Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Because directors only have one movie out every several years. So what do they do in between? They do commercials because the money is great. And they still get to do what they love. Like, yeah. hello. And the production value is absolutely yeah. beautiful. You know, I mean, not only that, but some of the best foods I've had on set have been on commercials. <laughs> oh, best catering ever. The best. Now, when did you join the union? Uh, I believe it was 2004. Is that what my SAG card says? I think it says 2004. Yeah, so you hit yeah. the gates running because in looking at your IMDb in 2004, I believe, is when you booked Gilmore Girls. And um, so that's pretty amazing to join the union and, and get right to work. That's really incredible. I, um, I was actually, I'm one of those unicorns lead. Mm-hmm. So I got really lucky. And for those people that don't know what Taft Hartling is, I went in on a movie. I auditioned and production said, this is the only person that can possibly do this. At the time I wasn't union and they Taft Hartley me, which meant that I was, I automatically became a union member with this movie, which was incredible. Yeah. So, and that was, uh, she's no angel. Okay. So that was actually my first, my first union job before that I had been doing, um, some independent student films. Mm -hmm. I would recommend that for anybody out there. Um, that's a, it's a great way to not only be a part of, you know, our industry, but also to give back, you know? Um, and so I'd done, I had done that and then I got, I got that movie and it, it, yeah, it automatically made me sad. And so that's, then I booked Gilmore Girls. That was my very first TV show. That's so exciting. That's so much fun. It's, it's amazing. I, I always say anytime those gates open and they're expecting me, it's so exciting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. That's amazing. So I met you outside of acting and we'd become friends in acting and outside of acting and ended up taking a class together, a skeleton crew um, with Adam Marcus and Deb Sullivan, which was so great. And one thing that always stood out with me for you in class is that your work is and was always just so solid, so grounded, so nuanced, so elevated. And you have a process that obviously we cannot cover in a, you know, short podcast, but can you kind of talk about like your process from the time that you get a C-mail to you get your sides to you start to work on it? Like what, what is your imagination process that you've spoken about? Um, oh my gosh, how much time do I have? Uh, <laughs> you know, if you just had to kind of roughly narrow it down. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. From the time you get an audition to you put it on tape, like what's your, what's your fast forward process? <laughs> well, first of all, because, um, I do listen to actors inspiration with Amber Wagner. Um, 
the second I get my C-mail, I jump up and down for joy. <laughs> and I'm very excited. And it's like opening up a gift. And that's yeah. really how I look at it. Not only is it, you know, I've gotten to study with some amazing, uh, some amazing teachers from Missy Yeager, who, you know, I did some dream class with. So she was like, you know, when you get the sides, like open it up as if you're having a dream. Mm. And and that just automatically opens up my imagination and it becomes my dream. So because it's my dream, nobody else could possibly do this, right? This is coming from my, there's no right or wrong way to have my dream, mm. you know? So I look at that immediately. And then um, I studied with Diana Castle, who I absolutely love. And um, she really is the one who opened up the imagination work for me as well. So it's, imagining every single line, line by line, as if it's my diary as mm -hmm. well. So if I pretend, if I pretend that I had amnesia and I don't remember what happened to me and somebody is telling me this story, I sit there and I excavate every mm -hmm. single line in order to really make it my own, you know, yeah. and, um, and combining that with the dream work and, and being available to what unfolds in that process is really, it's, it's the beginning for me. You know, I, people talk about memorization all the time. I am awful at memorizing, mm -hmm. like awful. I have to learn things literally by heart. Like mm. I have to be able to have my five senses apply to every single thing that I'm, I'm reading. So, you know, if it was, I walked through the forest, you know, I have to see what it is that I'm wearing. I have to, am I wearing shoes? Am I barefoot? What kind of forest is it? Are the, you know, what time of year is it? What time of day is it? Uh, are the leaves on the trees, you know, um, what, you know, what kind of trees are there animals around? So like, just for that one line, I walked through the forest. You create, I, I create a world. Yeah. And yeah. the moment that I create a world it's like, you know, again, going back to the dream work, it's like saying, you know, telling somebody what your dream is, because once I can see it, I can say it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's beautiful. And it is, there's so much life that happens, you know, behind your eyes when you, when you are doing a scene. And so on average, let's say you get three pages on average, what, how long would you say your process is in doing the work? And I say in air quotes in imagination. Oh my God. I mean, if I could, I would spend, you know, a week, but we never have a week. Right. Um, unless we're in class. Um, <laughs> shout out to Adam. And we get a week. Deb. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, um, unless, unless we're in class, which is what I loved about class is we actually had a week and we could, you know, I say, uh, I like, I marinate in it. Um, mm -hmm. but if it's due the next day, which is usually the case, mm -hmm. Um, because I do do this imagination work every single day. Uh, mm -hmm. It is a practice. Um, imagination and meditation go hand in hand for me. Mm -hmm. um, if I am forced to do it quickly, I can get a page down in about 20, 25 minutes, depending what the material is. Wow. And yeah, but I mean, I don't like to do that. I like to really sit and marinate and like relish the, uh, the, the, the dialogue and the, you know, I like to be able to say, yes, I saw it. I smelled it. I tasted it. I heard it. You know, I, I used my sixth sense on it. And then after all of that, like, what is my person 
feel about things spiritually, mm-hmm. physically, sexually, um, religiously, politically, you know? So like, I like to go into all of that as well. And, you know, a lot of times when we have that audition due the next day or two days later, we don't have time to do all of that. Right. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So long as I get to at least marinate in it for a couple of hours, um, I, I feel okay. I feel okay. But I always feel, you know, I feel like we always feel like there's, or at least I do. I always feel like there's more work to be done. Always. Yeah. Right. Because we're talking about living, breathing human beings and we as living, breathing human beings still have work to do on ourselves on a daily basis. So of course there's always, you know, work to do. And I'm going to digress into a different direction because you did mention something about religion, which brings me to a topic called church. And (laughs) church is a, uh, eight episode ish six to eight episode limited series that you and I have spent two years cultivating. Would you like to talk a little bit about that? Oh my gosh. First of all, has it been two years? It has. I saw the picture that you and I took at Lunetta taking like doing notes and whatever. And it was like two years ago on my Facebook memories. That's insane. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get out of my shell shock right now about that. Um, uh, yes. Yeah, so church, uh, you know, it's amazing, like coming from, I just think about Lunetta. Um, hi, Lunetta. Um, <laughs> uh, just thinking about the first iteration of writing church and where we thought show was going to go and then where it has landed is just incredible. It's a journey. And I think for both of us, it was really about being open to the journey that we were having. And we came up with like such a beautiful way of writing together. Yeah. You know, and using our own imaginations and just, you know, like, hi, Maya, like always being like Maya Angelou spirit, come join us, help us write, bring us, you know, into your creative energy. And so we called on, we called on our spirits on our spirit guides and, um, and church has become this, amazing story uh, about two women who are, you know, hustling and living and struggling and becoming and, um, and creating, I I mean, I don't know, am I supposed to say like what it's really about here? (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, the thing that you said that is so, um, that's so great is about like the evolution of it. Um, because yes, it's, it's, it's based around these two very strong women that was really important to us to, to create these really, not just strong, but human, flawed, beautiful characters. And, um, and that it has continued to take an evolution. And I think so many times when people start to write a story or start their acting career, there's so many expectations that it's going to happen so quickly that it's going to, you're going to have overnight success, but all of these things, like some, they have the saying that overnight, uh, overnight, what is it? It takes 10 years to become an overnight success. Sometimes it takes 20. Yeah. I know. Oh yeah. Shout out to Alicia Oxy. She's always like, it takes 15 to 20 years. (laughs) It really does. So it's like in us writing this particular script, when we started it, we didn't know two years, two and a half years later that we would still be, you know, pulling apart the pieces and finding the nuances, but it's so nice to have something that you are creating, right? Like that you are in control of because the acting world, we are waiting for that phone to ring, but you know, for somebody to say, here, you're right for our project. But when you take control and write your own project, 
then you're like, you know, okay, I'm in charge. You know, I get to create something for me and for others. That's such a nice give back. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think also, um, what we gave each other was not being attached to the outcome. Yeah. It was being really open to, to whatever came in and trusting that it would work out, you know? Um, and, and that was really important, like creating a safe space for us and having, I mean, I went in with the intention of, you know, deepening our friendship and having a creative partner because for me, it was like, so soul giving. Yeah. You yeah. Know, just nurturing it. Yeah. Yeah. And we started it prior to COVID and quarantine. And then it became such a wonderful thing to have during that because yeah. it was like, okay, it gave us a chance to come together still once a week and connect. You know, it was like, yeah. we didn't miss a, a beat through the quarantine. And it, 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 for me, you know, it was really soul filling to have something creative to work on when productions were shut down. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it also kept our imaginations going and it kept us in a world you know, like, I don't know about you, but like whenever we were writing and like we would, we would, we, sometimes we met on Zoom, you know, sometimes we, um, but you know, whenever we were done, I always felt like I'd entered into a completely different universe. And that also, it, it, it is in such alignment with the way that I work uh, as far as acting goes, because I do feel, I always say like, I feel like I travel. Yes. You know, yeah, my spirit it just goes somewhere. It's like we enter into this like wonderful state of flow and, and something we transcend, you know, which is just yeah. a beautiful experience. And so uh, what would you, what advice, and I know you're not big on giving advice, you give suggestions. So what <laughs> would be a suggestion that you have to any actor that's coming up or a writer that's coming up in this industry, that's maybe only been in, in it for like one to five years. Like what would be your suggestion to somebody that's starting out that isn't as far along as they want to be, you know, what, what would be your suggestion to the newer actor? Oh man. Um, you're right where you're supposed to be. Yeah. That's it. You know, I mean, I think, you know, 15 years ago, if somebody would have been like, here's a hit TV show and you're going to be the star of it, I wouldn't have been ready. Yeah. You know, and that's something that I just have to accept in my soul. Um, no matter what, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And, you know, you said this earlier, like so flippantly, which I loved. You're like, you know, we're always working on ourselves every day. I don't think a lot of people are. I know I wasn't in the past. Yeah. You know, I am now. Yeah, that's true. I am now. I am working on myself every day. You know, um, somebody asked me once, you know, why are you so happy? Because I, I generally am a happy human being. And I said, because I work really hard to be happy every day. Yeah. It's a you choice. It's, a, it's, it's cool. it is, it is. And some days, you know, some days I'm not so happy, but it's not actually a full day. It's usually just like a little tiny smidgen of time and I switch it, you know? So I think it, yeah, I think my, my advice would be to work on yourself every day. And yeah. also, you know, um, I, I've, I've loved, oh my gosh, I've loved all of the suggestions that you've had in your podcast and all the inspiration because, you know, as I'm DeKalb, Illinois. <laughs> I think I think it's so important to live big lives yeah. and big adventures, and not make acting so important yes. because that, the life of it. Absolutely, because that's not sustainable. 
mm-hmm. it's not sustainable if you don't because it's it really is a game yeah and and it's like what does my I, I really I try to say this as much I'm like I'm like what does my life look like in between the bookings mm-hmm that's so, so important yeah, it's so true. And and yeah, thank you. Thank you for all of that. Have a life outside of acting. Like that is the biggest takeaway, you know, that that I share, you know, as well. And you mentioned Chicago. Um, so you spent the majority, if not all of your acting career in the LA market, and you are temporarily working out of the Chicago market. What has been the difference in the style of auditioning? Is it the same? Is it like what has, what has been the the change, would you say, between the two markets? Well, um, I've had some auditions that have been on Zoom, you -hmm. know, which is the same thing that's going on in the LA market right now, and some that have been self-tapes. You know, everybody's just really, and I I don't even mean this about casting. I just mean this about everyone. Everyone's so nice here. Wow. It's just like a general kind of like I've been joking and I'm like, I'm like when I leave the house, I need to leave like an hour earlier because people will tell you their life stories. Like it's just, um, it's really fun. Uh, there's a, there's a slower pace here, you know? Um, and there's time given, you know, I had, um, my very first zoom audition for a show here. I'll, I'll leave the casting office unnamed and everything, but they actually said to me after the audition, the woman said, she's like, you know, I don't, I don't keep a gratitude list, but if I did, you would be on it today. And I was like, oh my How gosh, that? it was amazing. I was like, what? Thank you. This is my first Zoom audition for the Chicago market. And you are a blessing of an introduction. This is That's just amazing. beautiful. That's amazing. And I really, you know, I've told you before outside of this, of course, but I commend you and my hat goes off to you for taking a risk, taking a chance, taking on your life, saying yes to a new opportunity, saying yes to the new possibilities. And in return, what you ended up doing is just broadening your horizon so that when you come back to the Los Angeles market, you, you've created this whole network in Chicago and it's brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you know that you always have a place to stay here. So <laughs> you know, I will be there with a book in Chicago. You will have me on your sofa. And before I ask you my last question, I have to remember because I forgot to mention this yesterday on yesterday's podcast. Uh, a couple days ago, I had mentioned the Hollywood Fringe Festival where mm-hmm. our friend and colleague Ruchi has a yes. one woman show going on, which is so exciting. And the dates are in August. You can go to Hollywood Fringe um, Festival online and if you decide that you'd like to book tickets for her show which is called dirty chai she has offered my listeners a discount code so you can just literally type in the word inspiration for the promo code and get a discount on the show how cool is that i'm super excited so i failed to mention that yesterday and i want to be sure and get that in today so ruchi thank you we are rooting for you and ogi knows ruchi right i do and i actually just looked at the site today and i was like I hope I can be back in LA for that weekend because that would be amazing to go and support her. And I see Falcons also involved in it. So, um, and I love the poster and Ruchi's just so talented and wonderful. And I, I, I hope I get to see it. I hope I'm going to be uh, back for that week. Yeah. A Bollywood rap show. Like I'm <sighs> all in. I'm all in. I know. Okay. So my final question to you, Ogie, and we will wrap up and thank you so time so much for giving your time and your generosity and your heart and your honesty um, to all of the listeners, it's going to be um, hopefully something that they can 
use toward, you know, moving their careers forward and hopefully an inspiration to know that this is a long game, you know, this yeah. is a long game. And, and to, like you said, to have a life in between the bookings. I think you put that so beautifully. So when this is all said and done and we are at the end of our days, what is it that you want to be remembered for most? Hmm. I, I, I want to, you know, somebody asked me what my superpower would be <laughs> the other night <laughs> and, uh, and, and he didn't like my answer. He told me to give another answer. He's like, Oh <laughs> like, no, that's awful. That's like very like giving. I don't want that. Um, but I want to be remembered. I want people to see themselves the way I see them. Yes. Because I really like, it brings tears to my eyes sometimes. Like I think of just how magical and amazing and talented and giving and kind you are and what a beautiful woman you are and, and how much you give of yourself. And, you know, I know your listeners are just getting to know you, but you know, I know your history and I, I know what you've been through and where you've come from and what you've done and accomplished. And I hope you see the superwoman that you are because it's truly incredible. And I would hope that, anybody that that knew me would think like you know she made me feel loved mm. yeah yeah and you do ogie that is i can say a superpower of yours is that you touch a room and the and once you leave the room is never the same mm. and in a very good way you know so yes you do i think when you meet people you bless them like there's, there's something that you do where it, you just leave your stamp on each person you may, you meet and it's, I've bear, you know, been witness to it. So it's a beautiful thing. And I think that's a beautiful thing to be remembered for. Thanks, honey. Thank you. And I am, oh my gosh, so honored to be your first guest. This is so <laughs> exciting. I know this is like my very first guest and you've heard me, you know, my listeners have heard me talk about Ogie and talk about Heather. And now, you know, I get to bring some voices to, to these people. And now you see people, you know, why I have Ogie in my corner and in my life and in my world because she's just, um, you know, a wealth not of not only information, but she is full of love and support. And that is what we need is this tribe, the oh, people yeah. that are cheering us on when the other people aren't, you know, and the ones that can say, hey, maybe this isn't the best project, you know, somebody that's going to come from a place of love and not judgment or competition, but just for the greater good of all, like, and that is where you come from. So thank you, Ogie, for being my first guest. Thank you to my listeners for, you know, tuning in every day. It excites me every time I see how many people listen each day. It, 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 it's amazing. And so as I close on every episode, Ogie and all my listeners, if no one else tells you today, I believe in you. Go make miracles. Go bring joy to this world. Touch everyone you see with love. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. Thank you, Ogie. Thank you. I love you. I love you too. Bye.